Welcome to the American Dream Factory podcast. This podcast is the place where we tell the stories of the Innovation Collective. Innovation Collective is obsessively building a global community of innovation hubs where humans can find the magic inside them and then turn that magic into new technology. Now, here's your host for the American Dream Factory, the founder of Innovation Collective, Nick Smoot. Hey, welcome to another edition of the American Dream Podcast. I'm Chris Cochran. And I'm Nick Smoot. And we are here to talk about Innovation Collective and the crazy work uh, that we're trying to do all over the country. If you listen to our last episode, we talked uh, quite a bit about the systematizing of uh, human flourishing and how you get people to be plugged into these systems that make them better people, how it affects economic development. Uh, today, we're going to be hitting on a couple of the items we hit on last time. Uh, Nick, you outlined in the... We're just going to jump in other than I'm just going to say, how are you doing today? I'm good. I have a mouthful of yogurt right now. <laughs> perfect. But I'm, perfect. I'm great. I timed that on purpose. Yeah, it was perfect. Awesome. So uh, we talked last time about those things, and today we're just going to dive right in and get into the meat of this. You outlined in your last uh, our last podcast, and if you haven't listened to that, go back, please, and listen to, this, to it first. Okay. Uh, but you outlined very clearly uh, five key areas that are required for the innovation collective system mm-hmm. uh, that are the the really the the. The DNA, meat and potatoes, the, the, meat, the, the DNA. bones, yeah. yeah. The uh, yogurt in the mouth. What I want to do today is take, uh, we're going to go through like two of those, and I'm not even touching that one. We're going to take like two of those, uh, and we're going to d- deep dive into them. Okay. Uh, and so your first one that you mentioned was uh, something about community. Yeah, community development. It's d- developing, we call it community development internally, and it's developing a community of curiosity. And um, it's a part of the five. We run about seven events per year, all put together. We like to think of it as the American Dream Factory. Um, but what, where do you want to start with it? Like, tell the uh, the community yeah. development piece. Yeah. Uh, really, I'd like to go back actually and 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 talk a little bit about you did a little bit before, but but really dig into like in the crazy brain of Nick Smoot. How did the community development piece? play out and how did, where did it come from? Tell me the genesis of that. Okay. Um, so when we launched Innovation Collective, I've touched on this in the past. I mean, our mission is to help people build the tomorrow that they want through community today. And I've always believed community is the uh, great equalizer and authentic community, real community. And when we think about the idea that people want these healthy economies or inclusive economies, we have to understand to have healthy and inclusive economies, we can't have transactional community. And transactional community um, is what's often created when people do networking or people have these meetups. Everything's about strictly just a very transactional purpose. And that's not how the world works in the best way and when you think about the best communities it's the ones where there's a mission or an idea or a goal that's kind of there that we all feel then everyone just starts to run towards it together and we exist together as we're kind of experimenting with how do we get there and so what we have seen um, or what I've seen kind of how did I get to this point of understanding communities so powerful when done right if you look at the world Great movements have always started through authentic community, always. And it's it's people who are fed up and now they need to rely upon each other to do something bigger. And I watched when I worked with schools and I worked with churches and I worked with um, startups 
And my whole life, uh, I have tried to understand the power of the community to accomplish the goal. And in my world as a, as a child, I can look at my key moments and it was always through relationship that was transformative to me and people who mentored me, people who kind of um, took me under their wing. And sometimes it was unexpected friendships that I met randomly in just be existing in community. Uh, and I think that's real for everybody. You, you have those memories where you bumped into somebody, some of it's structured force community, maybe it's college for some people or, or a dorm or fraternity or sorority. But we, we get out of like our childhood where we have structured community of family, typically neighbors that we play with. And then you evolve into college, maybe now you have your friends on a campus and then you get done. And it's like, cool, start the real world. And now community becomes very transactional. It's kind of odd. And what I, I, I think is there's a lot of reasons why community has started to collapse in our country. Uh, this authentic gathering of people. And part of it was, the industrial revolution and people wanting cheap things faster. And so how we moved commerce around communities to scale them, to accommodate all the new people. We would put the shopping centers at the side of town and all the things out there. So it wasn't a centralized location to come and gather anymore where you bumped into people. And then you throw in longer work hours or you throw in um, kind of different approaches to social activity and we now have this cocktail of disconnected people not gathering and now tech that has them more connected to people but not really authentically connected. Uh, <clears throat> and so we had to figure out, let's build a new platform for people to come out of their homes and to see their neighbor and to actually share verbally their thoughts that are in their minds the things they want to build. Uh, and I guess just to me that's why we started to build this is mm -hmm. the, the breakdown um how we build the community of curiosity we can get into or or what it serves i guess before that what i wanted, wanted you to answer for me is when you say even the word community when you use the word community you have a contextualization for it that is very different than i think most people's view of community and when the average person probably listening to this podcast, here's you say community. Okay. I think a lot of them are thinking, well, I already have a community. It's the place that I live. It's like what oh, we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you're talking about community and authentic community, paint the picture for us of what you see in your head when you see an authentic community because I know it's oh, yeah. very different than, even when we hear that word community, it's loaded. Yeah. Uh, so when you're talking about authentic community, like what does that look like? How does that play out on a real like daily yep. basis in someone's life? I think the the simplest and most powerful way to explain community is a place where you are seen. And what I mean by that is people see you. They see you, all of you. They see your dreams. They see your failures. They see your successes, your aspirations. They see your struggle, your powers, your, your weakness. They, they, they see you. And not only do they see you, but they acknowledge you. And, and it's this interaction. Like to see that depth of somebody is through relationship. And you can have a neighbor that maybe you wave to, but that's not community. And, and we all crave that because you see it with people who obsess over it with celebrities. And, and, and they, they pretend like they know it, like the celebrities. Like you don't know them. 
but it just shows that humans are really hungry for it. So we try and like get anything to feel that need and we forget you have everything around you to do that, but it's difficult and there's some risk. And what if people don't accept me? And so um, we've discovered that if you build this non-religious, non-political platform of social gatherings and events that are fun and curious and invite people in, you can create this physical location with a pattern and a rhythm uh, that starts to happen multiple times a month. Pop, 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 pop. That people get into their brains going, this is my time to come out of my home and to bump into people and share these crazy thoughts and start to be seen and known. And I do that for other people. And in that, then it creates little sub-relationships. And we've structured those as well with our grade eight groups and different ways people build their startups together. And we say, you guys should work on this together. And then they have a community around that. Um, and, And so I guess it's just people, when I say community, what I mean is, it's people who are discovering what that person's tomorrow should look like. What do they want it to look like? And how do I help them if they want help? And then being able to say, this is what I want my tomorrow to look like. Can you help me today? And, and like we help, I see helps people build the tomorrow they want through community today. That's it. Like we're not here to tell you what your tomorrow should look like. We're not here to tell you anything. We trust that you as a human being actually have desires and aspirations and goals inside of you that aren't evil. And, and a good example of this I shared at one of our summits recently is if someone came into our communities across this country that are focused on unleashing human potential, human flourishing, eudaimonia, help people build the tomorrow they want, right? If someone came in and through some series of events said, we have these grade eight groups and grade eights look at who do you want to become? And then it looks at eight core areas of unleashing human flourishing. And if that person said, I want to become the fattest person in the world, it is not the job of any single person in their little grade eight group or any single person on our software platforms that helps support the same things and do Q&A stuff to tell them that that's a bad goal. It could be the job of those people to go, why do you feel that goal? Interesting. Help me understand it. What can we do to help you? And we don't know that person's story or journey. We don't know if that person's father maybe had mental issues and committed suicide and was obsessed with sumo wrestlers. Dead serious. And maybe this is forever imprinted on this young 20-year-old's mind. And all they want to do is try and like fill that need to make their dad proud. And maybe they're struggling. And maybe they're super unhealthy. And so maybe as a little community, our job now is to help them build that tomorrow they want. Through that journey, maybe they'll become a successful sumo wrestler. Maybe they'll realize it's probably not a good goal. Maybe it'll uncover the wound of going on with what's going on with their dad. Maybe they then build a startup that's around health and fitness because they're so obsessed with their body and trying to manipulate it. Lord knows. But it's not our job to judge them, right? It's our job to be the community that journeys through the world with this person. That's community. That's authentic. That's transformational. And when we live in a super lonely society where loneliness is peaking, Mm -hmm. Um, people don't have a support system. They don't have real accountability. When we hear the word accountability, we think about oftentimes religion where it's like, let me tell you like my, my bad deeds and then help me not do those. And when really like, well, you kind of want to do the bad deeds. So like, it's cool. Let's just talk about your value system. And then like, if you want to do them, do them. And then let's hold you accountable to be the person you want to be. So it's like this weird exchange there where it's like business coaches where like, here's the new behaviors. And it's like, eh, let's just focus on trusting humans want to do what they want to do. 
and then believe that there's a good person in there and start this support relationship that just journeys with them. So uh, community development is the first thing we do. Yes. Second thing is, sorry, second thing is uh, modernized workforce training is kind of the long, like, you know, words that people who are in government like to hear. Um, but the real phrase is we just, we do education development. Education development. So what does that look like uh, practically played out and how did we get to that place? Yeah. yeah. So community development, develop this community curiosity, starts connecting people to support each other. They become curious. They set some big goals because of how we do it draws out this outsized desire to chase a bigger version of yourself or a bigger idea. And so when that happens, now people need to learn new skills to go get that big idea. And now they're motivated to get these new skills. And so when it comes to this community development, education development, we realize, well, we have to help either direct them to how they can get those tools in their local community, which is why we partner with community colleges and universities and Department of Labor and big corporate tech brands. And they come through and they'll do these trainings for skills trainings. But it's not just the technical skills. It's also these skills that really make a human uh, come alive. And that's where I mentioned the grade eight in our ICLN. It's our leadership network where we do teach these technical skills to people rapidly. We train people in sometimes six-day sprints to do data science. Uh, other times they can learn Swift for free with people from Apple coming in out and mentoring them. Uh, but on the side of that, cool if you learn the technical skills to pursue your big dream and you are educated. But now what if you don't have the life skills to start be stable in that pursuit of those, those the new big idea. So we teach how do you manage your self talk, how do you manage your health, how do you manage your, your the future of your you know community engagement. Your I mean so many different pieces that have to be addressed. We have eight of them, and through relationship and through our curriculum and through our softwares, we've now developed this education development uh, approach that's technical skills and your life skills, which supports people who've come alive and are motivated to chase a big idea. So that's kind of how we landed on those first two. And, and how, uh, this can be a quick answer, but how in the world did, do you convince a big company like Apple to give away free training to like normal average people in States that traditionally they're not doing it? It's not, it's not California, Texas, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, that kind of gets into our original approach of we, we've always believed that the, the greatest currency that's not activated in our country is human capital and that it's the average Joes and Janes all across the world that if we were to unleash them, um, they could do disruptive things. And they need to be mentored. They need to be encouraged. They need to be supported and held accountable to who they want to become, part of right, why we're doing what we're doing. We also knew part of that is, look, we need to be able to get the giant corporations of the world to not only mentor them through our, our leadership summits and different pieces, but to offer some of those skills. Because these big companies, many of them, they become so powerful that they truly do have the ability to shift, change, direct whole industries. And my, my belief was two things. One was we need them to deliver this black magic to these people who are out in the middle of nowhere because they're making the future, right? And if they can give the future to some of these people, they can participate in their ecosystem and help build tools that add value to the big corporations. And so that 
advances these Joe, average Joes and Janes um, to to catch up to the big world, the big game, right? So learning Swift, $83,000 a year, average income, there's millions of open jobs people can do remotely. It's great. But they don't know what Swift is and everyone can code. Sounds really fun and kitschy and neat, but like... I'm not everyone, right? Like I'm, I'm this person. So we had to figure out how to put the cookies in the bottom shelf and our, our other beliefs. So one was that can unleash this great power that helps fix a lot of the, the issues in our country, politically, socially. So it's a bit of a corporate social responsibility play for these big brands. Like look, engage, mentor, and educate these people. The flip side is we also believe it's a step towards corporate development for these big brands that when you're doing this and we're running our 70 events per year in these communities, we're going to uncover some of the most powerful individuals you have ever imagined. People who have incredible abilities that you can't get to because you don't have the business plan, the business model to build community like this. We do. And so we're going to do all that hard work and we're going to be there to help identify the most unlikely people in the most unlikely places to come up with the most unlikely innovations that actually change the whole world. And it's those things that big brands at first went, well, that sounds actually really compelling and interesting. What would happen if? What would happen if? And so through a series of meetings, um, you know, we met with, in one state, um, some folks who work with the Ag Extension offices, which we believe to be probably one of the most relevant, irrelevant tools in our country right now. Um, they teach agriculture. They're really beautiful what they do. And they do serve a lot of people in the ag world, but we could also leverage those to kind of retrain people rapidly for digital and teach them how to farm their minds, not just the ground. And so we partnered with, uh, we you know brought in the university. We had Apple come and work with us. And you know we went across the whole state, went to 20 different communities, uh, 23, I think in three days. Um, former CTO of the United States, Megan Smith, was involved. Uh, Sphero sent out a bunch of hardware. And it's awesome. And now there's people across the state learning to code. And the original question was, how? How do we get them? I think the most important executive to the newest employee uh, has the same belief somewhere deep down inside of them, which is, I truly want to do good and do well in the world. And if they're not expressing that in their life, like there's a bit of like there's fear somewhere in there that's clouding them, but it is hidden. It's still in there. And so when you offer this platform to say, hey, what if we could go impact thousands of people and it's only going to cost you some flights and it's a great test to see, can you get more people involved in your ecosystem, potentially find some really disruptive innovations that could change your whole industry. And it's going to be really, 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 really human. And you're going to feel human again and not just so industrialized. Do you want to come join us? And we have the system to do it and we're going to help. Like there's something that's kind of attractive as a big brand that you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's corporate social responsibility meets corporate development. Like these people act as a decentralized research and development lab for us or like an incubator or a venture studio. And they're going to do it on their own time because they're motivated and we're going to teach them some tools. Yeah, let's do this. And so it's this fun kind of, again, you know, I talk often about, I've always wondered what's the biggest lever you can pull that gives everyone what they want. Um, And I think this is a giant lever. Uh, that really marries corporate social responsibility with corporate development. So community development, workforce development, uh, what's, uh, I'm, no, I take that back. We're not going to go into number three because uh, okay. what I want to do is make sure that we, we have, I want to make sure that we have enough time to actually uh, explore these properly. So let's do this. Let's, 
let's finish this by um, if you were to give the people listening to this podcast, um, you talked very specifically about authentic community. You talked very specifically about um, how people could do workforce development training better. Uh, if somebody listening to this podcast who doesn't have an innovation collective up and active around them yeah. and they go, ooh, I want that kind of community that Nick talked about, where, yeah. where should they start? Um, you know, I, I would start with, first and foremost, committing to using your time better. So it's got to be a personal conviction of yours to say, I, I want to develop myself. And so if you're already listening to this podcast, you're probably kind of weird and like probably seeking that, which is cool. And you're interested in community and innovation and, you know, how do we shift the narrative? But when I say commit to it yourself, what I mean is, look, go get 10 people together and just say, hey, are, are you guys committed for like the next three months? Let's get together and like go to a, like a back room in a bar somewhere or like a pub and let's get pubs back to what they meant to be, right? Like this place of gathering of intellectual conversation and banter and reading the papers of people trying to change the world in the early days of we're breaking free of Britain. Like let's make a pub like that again and talking about the future of work. And so, you know, if I were to put the cookies on the bottom shelf, which you'll hear me say often, I learned from a teacher of mine from way back in the day. And it just means simplify it as so simple as possible because I like words uh, some people call me a jabberwocky, which I learned is, uh, is someone who basically just talks too much. So um, <laughs> I'll take that to heart. Um, but if you're to put the cookies on the bottom shelf, it simply means how to build this community. Get some friends together, 10 of them. Try to make it 10. Commit to getting together once a month for three months on the exact same day at the exact same time. Start a Facebook group around it. Um and then um, pick three people across the town who like own the grocery store and have done it for a long time, who own the car dealership, who own the, the roller skating rink or someone who's been a, built a software business or whatever. And just say, hey, will you come and tell us a story of how you did this and we can ask you questions? Like, just do that. Like that's the first place and agree like as a group, here's the goal we all want to become the better version of ourselves. Like that's it. Those things. And if you had 10 people that got together and said, we want to become the better version of ourselves, meet once a month at a pub, gather like with a Facebook group to ask questions and banter back and forth and invite three people in for those three months. Tell me that it's not awesome and that you don't feel like you're using your time in a better way. And, and that's the real, the impetus of like what we've built and the, the, the little spark. And then there's so many other softwares and programs we built on top of it to like actually run the whole gamut. But that's how I'd start a real community like that. Awesome. Uh, that's it for this episode of American Dream Factory. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. Our website is innovationcollective.co, not .com. Uh, and uh, we're all over the place on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. So if you just look for us, we're out there all over the place. Uh, so... That's it for this episode of American Dream Factory. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out, you can email us at innovationcollective.co. That's innovationcollective.co, not .com. We'll see you next time on the next episode of the Innovation Collective Podcast.